The following is a hoop ball presentation. Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. Yom Kippur is over. I'm less grumpy. And it's time for Fantasy NBA Today here on Hoop Ball. What's up, everybody? I am Dan Bespris, D-A-N-B-E-S-B-R-I-S. I'm doing it every day here leading up to opening day. You got to know how to spell my name because I want you guys following me on social media. This is where we will be doing so much of our work once the season begins. Many of you know that I am inclined to the tweet storm every now and again, and generally a lot of that is going to be what to watch for on any given night and then what the takeaways were on that night. So I would strongly suggest, again, at Dan Bespris on Twitter, and if you need to know more about what that all means, I'm sure other people that followed them can tell you. Uh, basically, once the season starts, a lot of what we do here is going to be, okay, here are the whatever games coming up tonight. What are the fantasy angles I'm watching for? Because you want to be first to the wire if something you're actively watching for hits. You have to be more proactive than reactive in this game, which is why in all my Roto Leagues, I make sure that moves occur for the following day. That way you can make your moves the second that anything happens you're watching for. So like, for instance, last year, one of the things we were watching for for long stretches was, will Pat Beverly ever look like himself again? So I would put in my what to watch for thread hey, this is something we're keeping an eye on. And then the game where he started to show those signs of being himself, we were the ones already on top of it. So a lot of us here got Pat Bev on our team right before he went on about a two-and-a-half-month top 60 stretch. Little things like that. That's just an example. Obviously, we're going to be watching for a lot of stuff that doesn't happen, but it doesn't hurt to at least say, hey, this is what we've got our eye on. Let's watch this game on League Pass. Let's see what's actually happening there. And then, of course, after the game, I put out a tweet on every single game. What I took away from every single basketball game, it was a foolish time suck. Not that foolish. It actually was pretty helpful. Uh, and I'll be doing that again. So follow me on Twitter, at Dan Bespris. Fantasy NBA Today is a Hoop Ball and Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company presentation. Hoop-Ball.com is the website. The B-150 in the draft guide for sale now together. And you can use the coupon code that I'll be giving out a little bit later in today's program to get $3 off anything you want over at Hoopball's product page. Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee is hawaiianisles.com. H-I Kona Coffee on Twitter, Hawaiian Isles on Amazon. Check out their K-Cups, their Kona Roast, their Vanilla Macadamia Nut Roast, their Giant Gift Bags, their Nine Packs, their all their stuff. You can get it prime on Amazon or you can order it directly through their website. Here's what's coming up over the next little bit since we've now moved out of the industry mock recap segment of our run-up to opening day. And we're really coming down the chute now, folks. I have uh, my own first real draft in three days. And then it's just a whole bunch of them all jammed in together. I have to do a whole bunch of work on some keeper leagues. Commissioner life. Can we hashtag that? Hashtag commissioner life. Is that what, is that what the kids would be doing these days? Um... And so I'm just staring down the, the barrel here of a billion things that I've got to get done, and I don't know when I'm going to do them, but it doesn't matter. We've got a podcast to cover. Here's what's coming up today. Number one, we're going to be talking to our buddy Coach about the DFS Today podcast. We're going to learn a few things about DFS Today. We're also going to be learning a few things about season-long stuff. Here's the bottom line. Coach is a maniac. He's doing the show seven days a week with Mike and Andrew every day. They have a show out every single night. They put the show out in the evening as soon as the next day's DFS card comes out. So basically, what they're doing is they're giving you the foundation right out of the shoot. And yes, there's always going to be late-breaking news, but that's what you know Twitter feeds are for. Uh, and they're winning. I don't, I don't actually know exactly how uh, Wednesday night stuff went. I do know that of the first five days of preseason games, they've won all five cards they've put out. So definitely check that out. And we'll talk to Coach a little bit more about how they prepare, what are some of the things he's looking for. These are angles you could probably use on the betting side as well. Uh, 
after we talk to Coach, we're going to talk to my buddy Hank Aaron. He is one of our premium hosts here at HoopBall, so many of you on the free side have not actually heard from him before. But Hank is our resident ESPN League guy, which is important to have because that means he can dig up all that data for us. So we're going to be talking about the ESPN rankings. It'll be sort of a first look, which I know is October 10th, a little bit late in the game for a first look at the ESPN draft window. But what we're going to be able to do is after talking to Hank and kind of setting our table there, we're going to look at some of the weirdest names on the board. Uh, That will segue into me talking about ESPN rankings for probably a day or two on the podcast. So we're going to break a lot of those down for those of you using the ESPN side. And that should get us into the weekend. Not going to tell you about next week yet. We're, we're looking way too far ahead. So uh, thank you to everybody for tuning in on this lovely Thursday. I'm pretty sure that's what day of the week it is. And thank you to everybody that's been hitting me up about joining us here at HoopBall. The recruiting process is still in full swing. If you've waited, you have not waited too long. We are continuing to take applications for contributor roles now. The editor role has been filled. So if you'd like to contribute here at HoopBall on the fantasy side, uh, on the team beat side, if you want to do some podcasting and you have a little bit of background in that, hit me up again at Dan Bespris on Twitter. We're all around here getting ourselves ready for draft day, and this guy is already putting some damn money in his pocket. Coach, you're winning in the preseason. I'm telling you, Dan, how are you today, my brother? I'm all right. I'm hanging in there. How are you today? Uh, keep. I'm doing great. I, we are on a uh, five game. There's been five uh, nights of NBA DFS so far, and Team Hoopball and Team Roto Radar, my two uh, brothers in in the DFS world battle, uh, we're five and zero, oh, going for six and zero oh tonight, my man. That's crazy. So tell me, um, like, what's the, like? How did? Okay, I, I gotta go. I gotta move backwards a little bit before I go forwards. So one step in front of the other, Dan. Uh, so, as many of you know, this is Coach. He is at Joe Sarvati on Twitter. J O E S A R V A D I. He and Mike Patria are running the DFS show here at Hoopball, which came out a couple weeks ago. But now you guys have gone daily, which hadn't actually happened the last time you and I spoke. How's that going so far? Oh, it's awesome, man! I, I am so appreciative to. Uh, our partners fantasy draft for jumping on and they loved uh you know the content of our preseason shows and and uh, have jumped on and we're going to be doing seven day a week free content uh nba dfs show which i believe is going to be the only one in the industry uh that's released uh late in the evening or very early in the morning so that our listeners are able to jump on on their morning commutes or lunch or breaks, so you can really work on building your DFS lineup throughout the day with our free uh, podcast uh, presented by Hoopball and Fantasy Draft. Yeah, I mean, massive thank you to Fantasy Draft. If you're thinking about getting involved in this stuff, play your DFS over there once the season starts. Uh, they, I don't believe they have the, the preseason slate right now, but they'll have it obviously on opening night. And also, Coach, we have a little bit of an announcement. We're going to be having hoop ball and coach branded DFS contests at Fantasy Draft this year. So that should be a lot of fun. Oh, I can't wait, man. Everybody's talking a lot of trash already. And <laughs> uh, we're going to start off. It's, uh, Fantasy Draft is going to call it the Coach's Challenge. And uh, we're going to do it once a week. And our very first challenge is going to be on opening night which is tuesday october 22nd and it'll be a fantastic contest 300 max people in it so you don't want to get shut out of that there'll be cash prizes swag and lots of of uh noise talking that's for sure can we uh coach can we have you on the pod that day just to give everybody a quick rundown on on the dfs slate and some more info on the on the card for the night no doubt. I'll even Beautiful. share some of my picks. I'll I'll stay a little contrarian on those days so that I hopefully can take some down or at least beat a Patria. I, whatever <laughs> I do, I can't let a Patria beat me. Yeah. I, even if I finish 299 
and he's 300, I'm okay. Yeah, that's really all that matters. Okay, so <laughs> so so tell me about this preseason stuff. You're winning. How are you doing it? Can people follow you? Like, what's the? I mean, I want to I want to do something actionable for my listeners here because, like myself, coach, I think a lot of my listeners on this show are a little bit more inclined to the full season stuff. So sell me on playing a little preseason DFS. Well, a couple of things. First of all, as far as uh, I would love to help every one of our listeners build up a big fat bankroll uh, here in the in the preseason. The last four or five years, I've killed uh, the whole three weeks of preseason and the first two or three weeks of the regular season. Uh, built a bankroll for the whole rest of the the NBA season in that five or six weeks, and I do it because I'm able to do it just on preparation factor of, uh, you know, no one else really has prepared to the level of watching all the summer league games, every single move, free agency, all the player movement, you know, and then another level deeper, you know, coaches' tendencies in the preseason, you know, uh, schedules and how their travel is to, you know, who they're going to play and how those rotations are going to go. So there's, it's not luck. It's not throwing a dart at, you know, anything in preseason it's having a real good strategy and then not worrying about which is the opposite of regular season not worrying about the price of the players in dfs because hmm. it's really irrelevant uh, because there's just no one knows how to price anything in the industry yet like for example last night devin booker was the minimum 3500 so you're gonna have mistakes on these sites and in in uh you know in the preseason, only DraftKings and FanDuel offer contests. Our sponsor, Fantasy Draft, jumps in on the 22nd on opening night. So you don't have to worry about pricing, and you can just go on you know, the digging in of the facts of, of who's going to get those minutes. And I'm happy to help you. First of all, listen, listen to our daily NBA DFS Today podcast. You know, We break through every single game, talk about who we like and why. So that's by far number one. And second, as you said, follow us on Twitter. I'm constantly posting updates, uh, partial lineups, uh, just lots of different pieces that will help you uh, get on the board early. But it really is, you know, I, I've had many people say, oh, I'm going to wait until the regular season starts. You're leaving money on the table, man, if you do it. That's amazing. Um, okay, so hypothetically, and obviously we're recording this before the Thursday slate is out but you've probably already you probably already looked ahead to find out what's going on what do you already know about the thursday games before you even look at the prices sure the the interesting part with the main slate on thursday is it's a three game slate and uh, they're all late games which makes it fun because it the pools will be bigger because everybody's home and having time to look at it but it's phoenix sacramento minnesota golden state denver clippers and the start times Eastern are 10 and 10.30 and 10.30. So you'll have some really good contests to get involved in there. And you have some really good teams to play. I can tell you, you know, just as one teaser, Phoenix has been one of my favorite teams uh, to target in preseason because uh, Monty Williams is the new coach there. He's putting his system in. He wants to really create a chemistry between Rubio, Booker, and Aiton. And it showed out already in their first preseason game. Uh, you know, it's just a perfect mix. Rubio taking all of that pressure off of Booker. Booker's allowed to space the floor, come off those curl screens like Clay Thompson does, and just knock down shot after shot. And then you've got the whole paint in the middle uh, wide open for Aiton. And I think Aiton's going to have a breakout year uh, possible all-star type uh, season for him. So that's just one of the, the three games and one of the teams. But we'll be reviewing all three of those in depth uh, and preparing you for that on our, our uh, uh, podcast. And then just, you know, tune into Twitter. I'm on there constantly. Also, uh, you know, make sure you follow at Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter. They put a lot of the... Uh, blurbs and last minute stuff up there and then of course our home base hoop-ball.com uh we're really starting to get a flood of questions on our forums 
And, you know, I know, Dan, you're the goat there with getting those answers. Yeah, trying. Uh, I've been I've been trying to jump on there as much as possible. And so any questions, you know, gear them to us at Twitter or in our forums and uh, we'll, we'll get you going. You know, I say it a lot. I, I love having other podcast hosts as my guests on this show because I don't have to do as much. <laughs> you're, you're taking the burden off to me. You did all of my promo in this part for me. Thanks, Coach. Oh, you're welcome. And by the way, great job on you and I did a, a actual DFS oh, well, podcast together. That's a stretch. That was awesome. That's a stretch to say that I actually did something on that podcast. <laughs> no, it was great. I loved it. Um, okay, so uh, coaches, that's one of the things that you look at. What other things do you look at just in a, in a broad sense here as you prepare for your preseason DFS cards? Because it feels like these are actually the kind of tangible things that most of us are not thinking about when we're watching a preseason game. That makes a lot of sense. A new coach, a new point guard. Yeah, of course, it seemed like it seems obvious after you say it, they should want to have their key guys out there together a little bit more. Um, and for instance, earlier this week, I talked to Neil Rochelani on the pod, and he said he bet the Lakers first half on Tuesday or on uh, on Monday, I should say. Which also yeah. made a ton of sense. Hey, this is the new look Lakers. They're going to go out there. They want to stomp somebody for half a game. These are the kinds of things that sound so obvious after the fact. But you, Neil, you know, Mike, our experts here, you're you're the guys seeing it before they happen, and that's how you're turning it into cash. So how, like, what are some of the other things that you've ticked off your list here with preseason DFS prep stuff? Well, there, you know, that's a great point. I'm so glad you brought it up because I think that is a differentiator that makes us completely different. I know it, you know, in my world of DFS, the reason uh, I've been so successful and why I'm doing, you know, working with with you and and with uh, doing DFS full time now is because of the success of being able to look at this different than everybody else. And I'll, I'll give you a few examples, like in the preseason uh, I've been my articles. I've been writing up and different things. I've been posting. I said, you know, uh, fade the Bucks as much as possible. You've got a veteran coach there, a veteran team that uh, everybody in their top nine stayed the same except Brogdon. So they've got the, pretty much the same exact rotation. Everybody knows their roles. There's absolutely no reason to overplay any of these guys. Chemistry doesn't need to be developed. They're already locked in as a number one or two seed. So they are going to sit a lot. Boom, the first game, first seven guys on their team, all benched, didn't play a minute. Huge advantage for those that built their lineups without using Milwaukee. Another one was perfect example last night. Uh, Dallas Mavericks have back-to-back games. They played last night. Uh, they play Wednesday night. I know this will be so this will be in retrospect because this, this airs Thursday. But right. uh, on the back-to-back nights, um, I assumed they were going to sit the guys the first night, play them the second night as far as KP and Luca go. They announced KP was going to sit, but they didn't announce Luca was going to sit until the very, very, very end. And a lot of people got stuck with a highly owned zero in their lineup, which uh, now tonight, which is Wednesday night prior, you know, it'll be again, hopefully uh, uh, it'll show out great for the show Thursday. I'm expecting both of those guys to get about 25 minutes in play. So I say that to explain that I understand the coaches like Carlisle's and, and these guys, how they think as far as their rotations, how things line up in the preseason to, you know, what are they looking to accomplish? Phoenix wants to build chemistry, get minutes together. A young team like Charlotte, who sucks, I'm playing a lot of because <laughs> they they want to get – you know, uh, Rogier and Bacon and Bridges, all of these guys minutes under their belts for the regular season. So they're going to be playing 25, 30 minutes uh, as opposed to teams that have veteran guys. So you got to target guys like that. So there's a lot of rules that apply to the preseason. Those, you know, that I mentioned being some of them. And then, you know, there's several others that will turn exactly and be the opposite for, regular season, but then we have a whole new set of criteria that we'll start sharing and digging in on and talking about on the pods and talking about weekly with you. So it's going to be awesome. 
Let me ask you a follow-up question on the on the Bucks side. Would you ever roll the dice and play one of their deep bench guys on a night where you feel like the starters are not going to play, or is that too much risk? No question. You have to. You got to find the right guys. Last night, uh, I took down a big tournament by playing Scal Labissiere from Portland. Outstanding. Uh, he, he was less than one percent owned, and they had multiple bigs out, and Scal when he did used to get in for Sacramento was a really good points per minute guy. He ended up playing uh, about six minutes in the first half and had 1.6 rebounds, then played the majority of the second half and ended up the top Portland scorer uh, fantasy wise in the game with 10 points, 12 rebounds, (laughs) two assists and two blocks. So if you find those gems, like with Milwaukee, you know, in a game where those guys sat the other night, you know, I, I thought, okay, who's going to be the number one beneficiary? And, you know, I plugged in uh, Pat Connington and I used a little Dante DiVincenzo and they both produced. So you got to look at that in the preseason and don't be afraid because don't look at the price. That's the number one thing that the preseason people make a mistake of. They look and say, I can't leave five or 6,000 on the on the table, I'm, I got to spend it somewhere. No, you don't. You know, Blake Griffin's not going to play more than 15 minutes or whatever it is. Don't waste the money on him. Play a guy that you know is going to get, you know, 25, 28 minutes that's either trying to make the team or trying to bust the rotation. You know, like Shea Gilligas Alexander last night played a fantastic game, lots of minutes. You know, the, the young guys are going to get more minutes. The guys trying to make the team or crack rotation are. And if you mm. if you pick the superstars in the right spot, then you do fine. But don't overplay them and don't look at the price. Now, when it comes to regular season, we're going to be pinching pennies looking for value plays and mid-level guys, but not in preseason, man. How are you doing on the full season front? You getting ready for draft day? Oh, I'm so excited, dude. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm, that's more my heart and soul. You know, I, I told you, and I, I hate to mention it because it makes me sound so damn old, but I was a very young sophomore in high school, my first fantasy NBA draft. And I always mention it because I love to brag about it, but my first three players were Moses Malone, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, <laughs> and Dr. J. Coach, so I'm, Coach I'm going into my 40th season, Dan, 40. Yeah, Coach, I think if you're worried about that making you seem old... You may, you, you may have a point there. <laughs> I'm crushed, I know. But listen, I'm young at heart, young at spirit, right? I bust your tail all the time mm-hmm. like a 20-something-year-old. I wish so. you guys could see the, the bitmoji streams I get from Coach <laughs> <laughs> in the afternoon most days. Coach, you are a marvelous and unique beast. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Uh, I'll tell you what, that is such a compliment because I'm usually called much, much worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he must be talking to a relative or something. Uh, yes. He is coach. He is the amazing coach at Joe Sarvati on Twitter. You're blowing up on social media, man. So if you got questions, bug him. Coach is learning the ropes here on the Twitter. Uh, again, at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. He and Micah Patria, the hosts of our daily, like for real, for real, seven days a week DFS free podcast the show is called uh the hoop ball nba dfs today you can find it uh everywhere podcasts are available coach thanks my man we'll talk to you in a week okay promise me now this i'm this is going on air don't cut this out i want my earth wind and fire promo next week (laughs) i'm just gonna i'm just gonna beatbox it for you how about that no i want the real deal groove let's get let's get in the groove deal that's gonna that will inspire me i'll give you three DFS picks for that day to cash in if you give me let's let's groove. Deal. 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 All right. Deal. Plus I love Earth, Wind, and Fire, so you didn't really have to sell me that much. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. Love you, man. Thanks for everything. The great coach, Joe Sarvati. On Twitter, also his handle, Joe Sarvati. Thanks again to Coach for popping on the show. Want to remind you guys of our partnership with the good folks over at mybookie.ag. We've heard a lot of really good things from everybody that's been joining them, uh, that's listening to this podcast, ourselves included. Yep, we're not telling you to do something if we're not doing it ourselves. We have moved our money over here at Hoopball. I am not the only one. I know that Neil is in the process of doing so. I know that Brew has done it. 
and we love what we've seen so far. I cannot wait until this season gets into full swing so I can start putting some bets down on NBA stuff besides just futures. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. MyBookie.ag is the place to do it. Use promo code TODAY, T-O-D-A-Y, when you sign up, and MyBookie.ag will match your first deposit up to $1,000. Again, do the smart thing. Join MyBookie.ag. That's where you need to be doing your online betting. I would not be telling you guys to do it if they weren't the best. What makes them the best? They have a whole bunch of things that they offer that other places don't. Uh, in-game wagering, some places don't do that. Fantasy line wagering, some places don't do that. Parlays, some places don't do that. Best odds, some places don't do that. But for me, it all boils down to the fact that they just care. And it doesn't take much in that industry. I mean, you guys, those of you that are, are considering joining up with my bookie, like yours truly, you know that the online betting landscape has been kind of a wasteland for a while of just places that are like, yeah, whatever, you know, you want to come and bet some stuff, we'll be all right with that. And then they could vanish and they have no one to talk to and they could just disappear with your money. That's not happening. It's, it's a, for me, it's probably not the world's best tagline to say, all you have to do is care a little bit, but that's all you had to do. And my bookie is flying over that bar with colors. They are, just, they are just dominating right now. So mybookie.ag, use the promo code today, sign up right now. Uh, let's start digging into the ESPN stuff. I, this is something that I've overlooked for a while because I hate the interface there. Um, but their draft window is so crazy that if you're in a nine-cat league... Well, anyway, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll let's, just, let's just get to the guest here. I admit, probably should have done this uh, a few weeks ago. Maybe more than that. ESPN does exist, as much as I at times like to pretend that Yahoo is kind of the only stop in fantasy sports. ESPN is out there. Their user interface is not easy at all, (laughs) so I don't use them. I have eliminated all my leagues there, but they still exist, and they are still a very large group, and ignoring them was probably not wise. So, uh, lucky for me, lucky for all of you guys, one of our contributors here at HoopBall, Hank Aaron, has the ESPN numbers, uses ESPN, and I've been able to convince him or trick him, I don't know which it is, to come on the podcast and break some of those down for you guys. Hank, how are you, man? You've been uh, you've been on the premium show for a couple of seasons now, but I don't know if folks have heard you here on the free side. Yes, well, now they can, now they have the pleasure of listening to me, <laughs> and uh, hopefully, hopefully they enjoy it as much as the premium folks do. Uh, he is at Hank Aaron twenty six. Can I call you Hammerin' Hank? I assume a lot of people do if you're going by Hank Aaron. Uh, absolutely, you can. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. At Hammerin' Hank Aaron twenty six. No, it's just at Hank Aaron twenty six. Uh, also, a new daddy. Congratulations, man. Thank you very much. Thank you. And I think the um, the new fatherhood may may be uh, decreasing my quality of fantasy analysis. So <laughs> everyone, just <laughs> caveat. Yeah, so uh, you're not alone. I mean, you saw, I'm sure that Brew just had a kid as well. Yes, it's a very, we're, we're producing and, and the next generation of fantasy stars are coming out. That's right. Hoopball miniature is, is on the way here. Um, I will tell you, as someone who has but one kid, I mean, people have uh, far more than that and, and probably can provide even better insight. Um, my child was born in November, three years ago, and I made a lot of poor decisions at three in the morning so my best new dad fantasy advice to you is try not to make moves when you're awake for middle of the night crying spells either you're crying or the baby's crying it doesn't matter try not to make fantasy moves it's hard because you're delirious and you got to do something but try with all of your might not to make a move at three in the morning do you think you can do that for me yeah i just put the phone away i think that's the thing don't get on the phone (laughs) don't get on the computer and actually, uh, I had <laughs> I had my baby crying while I was doing my football draft a few weeks ago. So. <laughs> How'd that go for you? <laughs> my team is amazing. Oh, outstanding. <laughs> outstanding. This is the best team football team I've had. Oh, well, uh, you just need so, uh, so Yeah, exactly. You just need a crying baby there to force you to do things. And then, <laughs> you know, at the end of it, you're like, oh, yeah, it's turned out pretty good. So. You know what it did? It took uh, it took the pressure off of you. You weren't thinking. You weren't overthinking it. You just you went with your gut. Exactly. You went with your, exactly, exactly that. Exactly. Uh, so like, Hank, let me get this guy. Yeah, I mean that. Well, let's. Um, so I guess the difference with football too is that you once the draft is over, you're only worried about stuff. Not quite as often as basketball. I've done the fantasy football thing, and yeah, you tinker all week, but right. 
you know, you don't have whatever it is. Uh, 15 teams can have games on any given night, and, you know, you got a whole week's worth of that stuff. How many games are there in an NBA week? I probably should have run this number. It's about three a day. Or, sorry, about about, Almost. T- about nine, ten a day-ish for seven days, something like that, six a day? Something like that, yep. And I think on average, your team has got almost 45 games a week. Yeah, that so makes you're, sense. You're playing about 45, yeah, you're playing about 45 a week. Yeah, yeah. A, f- a few more than the football side. And thankfully, yeah. less less than the baseball side. That's That fantasy yeah. is just too much for me. Okay, so let's, um, <laughs> let's dig in here a little bit. Because uh, yeah. what we're looking at is... And you had to actually clarify this for me because I know ESPN puts out a host of different ranking sheets. They've got their eight cat ranks, they've got their nine cat ranks, they've got their point league ranks, and those are all floating around in various weird and hard to find articles on the internet. But what you've been able to dig up is the actual window, the draft window, right? So this is like how it pops up when you're drafting on ESPN. Am I getting that right? That's correct. Okay. So that's a that's a big deal because you can have all these other rankings floating around, but they're going to be in different tabs. They're not going to be in the one that you're looking at when you're actively drafting on ESPN. And it's crazy. Like these these names are are bonkers. So even though they're adjusting some of their rankings in their individual settings ranks, this is what people see when they go into a draft window. We can't go through all 150, whatever it is that they show you on a default setting. Uh, and I'll, I'll try to do some speed round stuff, um, Hank, after after you and I are done talking or, or on a different day. But what I thought might be kind of interesting today is since you've been looking over this stuff and you're using ESPN, what are some of the key names that have jumped out to you? So what's the most... We'll just go down the list. And you know, I, I know it's hard to say this is the most interesting or weirdest one of all. Uh, but you know, we'll do kind of like a top five here thing. What are, what is number one for you? What is the weirdest one that jumps out at you? And it could be from anywhere on their wackadoo list. Well, I mean, number one, I'm looking at, at this, is, this is the first name and the biggest name to pop out is, is Stephen Curry at seven. Seven. Um, yeah, I mean, it seems low. It seems to me like he's a very legitimate guy to end up at number one. Um, I mean, I would, I would prefer him probably over. I mean, above him they got Giannis, Towns, Davis, Jokic, Harden, and LeBron. I mean, obviously those are all great players. Uh, with Davis, you're kind of always worried about wh- whether he's going to be healthy or not. With LeBron, you're kind of worried. You know, are they going to taper him down towards the end of the season? I love Towns because I love his durability, but I think Curry is is a good has a good shot to be the number one player this year. So seven, I think if you're getting him in the middle of the first round. You know whether it's a snake draft if you're in, if you're in an auction and you're paying ten fifteen dollars less for for Curry versus those other guys. I mean that to me that's that's a steal. I I just I, when I look at this stuff, Hank, I, I it it blows my mind. And I, my first thought immediately is like, are we a hundred percent positive that this is what you're seeing, even if you're not in a points format? But you were you were in an eight cat mock, right? I'm in a. This is out of a twelve cat mock, uh, uh, a nine cat mock, and oh, okay. and I. But I believe this is the same ranking that they have for all rank yeah. for all, all drafts. And I and I do think that their rankings are based on eight cat format, though. So I I'm not sure if they've got a separate one for for each one, but um, I've always noticed that, and maybe maybe they just really weigh don't weigh the turnovers as highly as as other people do. But I've always noticed that the ESPN rankings, especially when you're when you're doing you're doing it um, with your leagues, the 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 good turnover players typically never get that bump. Yeah, I, I'm I'm inclined to think that a, a heavy dose of point league also gets gets sort of scooped into this as well. I, I just like the fact that James Harden is currently ranked number five almost blows me away as much as Steph at seven. James Harden in an eight cat format was far and away the number one guy last year like it wasn't in nine cat it was close he and anthony davis on a per game basis were were neck and neck in eight cat harden was like a full second round pick ahead of anyone else in the entire nba that includes Giannis. that includes ad that includes any other high turnover guys like you know westbrook is high turnover guy any of those dudes you could come up with because Harden averaged five turnovers a game last year. If you took that out of his nine cat, he was the number one player. And then it was like, 
Anthony Davis was effectively like 13 picks behind him, even though he was the number two guy. So the fact that number one on, on these numbers, by the way, and I'll just I'll fire off the top 10 for everybody in ESPN. It goes Giannis Towns, A.D., Jokic, Harden, LeBron, Curry, Drummond, Simmons, Siakam. That's the top 10, which I know take a moment to digest that. Even if that was only eight cat, Harden being at five is the most insane thing I've ever heard. So I have to assume that there's some points league getting mixed in there because that takes away Harden's massive impact free throw percent in addition to maybe there is a penalty for turnovers. So maybe like I, there's there's got to be know, something like, right? There's, there's a disconnect on ESPN with the way that most of us are looking at our drafts. They may, you know, they may be really factoring in a major uh, Russell Westbrook detrimental effect on him. Woof. Because I, I don't think, because I don't think this is this is a format thing. Because I'm looking at it, they have the projected stats, they have fantasy points. I mean, it, it looks like they do it on. I mean, I, I don't even know how they how they how they calculate these things. Yeah, I don't know. It's very low, and and frankly, <laughs> I had I had Harden last year. And he won me the championship. Of so course. I, you don't have to preach to me about James Harden. I love him. Uh, he was great for me. And, um, and yeah, I mean, if you're getting him, again, if you're getting him at five, those other guys, especially if you're in an eight-category format, you're going to feel good about that. There is no format on planet Earth where I would take Jokic before Harden. Okay, maybe there's some no. format. Like, you'd have to come up with something pretty obscure. And he's ahead of them on these rankings. I can't figure out how that got there. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't get it either. I'm looking at it. It doesn't really make sense, but um, but that's what it is. And, and also, let me tell you this: At the beginning, you were talking about how you waited a few weeks to do this, and you had delayed. And and maybe I don't know if it was intentional or not. But had you done this thing sooner, the ESPN ranks were even more jacked up uh, until a few <laughs> days ago. So they they recently did an update which took out guys like Demarcus Cousins. Darren Collison, those guys were still in Nikola Meritich. Those guys were all still in the rankings until a few days ago. So, um, so that if you had done this even a few days ago, these these rankings would be way way worse. So, um, we're lucky we're doing it now because at least they did an update and got some of those guys that aren't even playing out of, out of the yeah what, out of the thing altogether. What was Steph before the update? This is an hilarious number. Uh, before the update, he was twelve. Twelve. He was 12, the, he yeah, was on which, the turn. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, which again, I, I don't know why, I don't know how, I, it doesn't make sense. I mean, since the update, I mean, Paul George got downgraded because of his injury, right? But the other eleven guys that were in front of him, or the other ten, I mean, that nothing happened with them. You know, I don't know if I don't know if Russell Westbrook hadn't been updated since the trade. I, I don't know if that if that's what was going on, but um, the rest of them, Harden was three before the update. I don't know if he got knocked down wow. one or two because of that. but And Jokic was seven. They moved him yep. three slots up. Joel Embiid they moved them up. got moved way down. Uh, I'm trying to find anybody else that was in that rank. Giannis stayed at one. Cat moved up. Kawhi AD. Leonard got dropped too. But, right, right, yeah. But uh, we knew, but we knew, or not we know, but we, we assume he's not playing 82 games next year. And and there hasn't been any new information on, on him. So oh, I, I don't know what accounted for the big drop this is completely and utterly bonkers i i I tried to hold my emotions in check as we got started here but the the my true feelings have come out quickly this is (laughs) this is nuts there's almost no amalgam of of settings you can find where these numbers make sense like steph at 12 there i'm playing with settings as we do this podcast and trying to figure out how to get steph down to 12 and i think the way you do that is turning off three pointers so could it be yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, if you do that. Yeah, right? Like that's the way you get James Harden probably down to five also is turn off three. Yeah. Po- Actually, he's still third from last year in that in, if you turn off three pointers. Uh, but I'm leaving turnovers on. I'm turning off three pointers. So, that, so Giannis gets a massive jump because he doesn't shoot him anyway. And Ben Simmons gets a massive jump. And, uh, you know, like Andre Drummond, who's inside the top 10 here, gets a pretty big jump. That's the way you get there. So I think that's a bit of a a bit of a points league hint. Yeah, you know what? That that might have been a points. You know, I'm looking at it again. That may have been a points league setting. I'm, I'm I apologize. That may be what's going on here. No, but like if you're in the if you're in the mock, then this is what people are seeing, right? Yeah, yeah. That's 
That's what it is. Let me see if I could find another one here. That's wild. So this is, I mean, like I'm, I'm really having trouble wrapping my head around this. You've gone into multiple different mocks at ESPN, and this is what shows up regardless of what settings you have clicked, right? Yeah, whether you're Roto, whether you're points, um, this is what it is. And oh I, I don't. I don't get it. Okay, I can't even... My, my goal going into this segment with you, Hank, was to like have you go through your top five most interesting ones. But there are so many that I just... I can't, I can't not bring them up. Uh, ben Simmons at nine. Can we, can we yeah. stop and talk about that one for a second? I mean, that is heavily influenced by points league settings. If you're in an, if you're in an eight or a nine cat league and someone's taking him in the middle of the first round... You just caught an enormous break because all of these other dudes that should be going there are falling closer to you. That's a crazy number. That's a crazy yeah, number. Crazy. He was like 60-something last year. Yeah, no, it's it's absolutely nuts. And I think, but I do think, even though nine is high, I think in most leagues, whether you're eight or nine, Ben Simmons will probably go in the top 30. Top twenty-five, even. Yeah. Um, oh man. These these are very high. These are high. But he he's a guy that's perpetually overrated in fantasy. Um. So even though nine nine is really crazy, but <laughs> even if he goes at twenty, you know he's getting picked way above where he should, and he probably will in your draft. You know, yeah. uh, you know, especially if you're in your nine-team league, that's really really way too high. But his his free throw percentage is a killer. Uh, his turnovers are typically very high. Um, he's somebody that's likely to be overdrafted regardless of, of the format that you're in. People really don't want to accept that he doesn't shoot threes and can't make free throws. It's a very strange phenomenon. Even in eight cat last year on a per game basis, he was number 40, uh, and he played 79 games. So yeah. his total numbers were better than that, but that's, you have to wipe out free throw percent. If you want Ben Simmons to get anywhere near where he gets drafted he was number 22 on a per game basis last year if you punted free throw percent so obviously yeah. way better that's 50 five zero slots higher than he was uh if free throw percent is turned on that is that is a big big leap uh hank i'm, I'm stealing the floor here from you because these numbers are so crazy what's the next one on your list for for weirdest numbers you found well i don't know if it's weird but but siakam at 10 yeah that's uh, way early this was really interesting to me um, because he was pretty good last year. He was maybe the biggest surprise of the year last year from a fantasy perspective. Um, he ended up finishing, what, like top 40? Uh, yeah, he was number and 42 in 9-cat. 42. 42. And now you look at him, Leonard is out. Um, so he's going to take a pretty big jump up. 10 is still too high. Yeah. But I, I kind of like the aggressiveness on him. I wouldn't go that high on him. But he is somebody that I really like. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Have you found, Hank, um, by the, the way, uh, sorry to jump yeah. in. Have you found that these ESPN pre-ranks, are they influencing how the mock drafts are going? Like, are you seeing Siakam go in the first or second round in ESPN drafts? So ESPN mock drafts, uh, the problem is that a lot of people get in and get out, you know. So oh. there's a lot of auto picks and all that. Um but I would I would say that my experience in every fantasy league, and not just basketball, but I mean football, baseball, everything, the pre-settings are the number one most influential thing on how the draft goes. I agree. Every year, with, without doubt, you yeah. know. Um, and if you're playing in a league of of eleven or twelve, you know, professional fantasy, maybe not, but if you're playing a league, even in a high stakes home league with your friend, I mean, this thing is always the number one most influential thing and so if you got siakam and he's got a you know fantasy auction value of 50 dollars next to his name he's not going to be going for 20 you know on the flip side if, if it said 20 he wouldn't be going for more than 35 you know i mean it's it just it it will never regardless of what the rankings are in other places whatever your draft says that is going to be the number one most critical thing and siakam at 10 is is going to give him a you know, make them very expensive. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I feel like people are um, heavily influenced by the window that they're looking at on draft day. And I think, you know, I've, I've been subject to that at times where I look at the window and I'm like, why is this guy still there? Or who is, all right, well, here's the next few players on the list. I'll just scroll down a couple of rolls on my mouse cursor here. You just, you, you, you do to some degree, you draft in the order that you see the names on your screen. It's not exact, 
you know, it's not going to go in the exact order, but it is influential. If if a few people pass over Siakam as an example here on this ESPN mock, uh, eventually someone's going to be like, well, he's at the top of the damn list. I guess I better take him. And then he's probably gone by, I don't know, 19, 20 instead of 10. Exactly. That's exactly. 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 And if it's in an auction and he's listed at 50, you know, it, you know, and, and the you guys are at 35, 36. Someone's like, well, we can't let him go for 36. He's at he's at 50. You know, you got to keep bidding. So <laughs> they might go a little bit less. They might think, all right, well, 45. You know, but it's 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 going to be a big, big, big difference here. Wow. Um, yeah. Can next I- next guy on the list here is somebody who, again, I I like him as a player, uh, and I'm glad you know he's he's doing well, but. 19 is high for for I knew Julius you were gonna, I knew the next one had to be him cuz I was looking at that same name I had it highlighted here on my side 19 19 I <laughs> 19 I don't know how you get there not 90 not 90 I would be I would sooner believe 90 than 19 Julius Randle in 9 cat last year was 79 79 yep, yep. and then people are like oh well here's the big jump coming guys he played 30 minutes a game last year. He, exactly. <laughs> and he scored a bunch. So that that's why. I mean, this goes back to the idea, I think, that this is this is very heavily points league influenced. Yeah. You know, but he, he did I mean he scored 21. He had almost nine rebounds a game. So it's not like he's gonna go much higher than those. I, um and the defensive deficiencies will still probably be there. I'm I, I gotta ask you a very simple question here, because I'm not in ESPN leagues, as I've said before. If you join Hank, your ESPN nine cat leagues, do you just absolutely obliterate everybody in those? Because you, you, so, it feels like you're the one person in the room that's like, well, I know these rankings are uh, completely bananas. We've got I'm in I'm in two leagues that play ESPN. One of them we actually we play in Yahoo, but we use ESPN's draft because it allows for unlimited pauses. So <laughs> because of that, we always use ESPN's draft, and I like it because. We end up getting these guys, but those players are, are that league is pretty sophisticated, um, and so it at least a few guys, and it's an auction format too. So um, it it we don't we right. I don't get that many steals, but I still get a few, and I and there's a bunch at the end that I know that are just buried on the rankings that 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 I could save and get. Mm. Um, so I, I do like it, and I and I am happy we use the ESPN uh, draft <laughs> draft settings for that reason. And then I'm in another league that uses ESPN altogether, and uh, that's more of a, just a family league. And I mean, there's there's people in that league that I mean, we'll get I'll get a top fifty guy at, with my thirteenth round pick. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I just yeah. feel like does ESPN? I know Yahoo has pro leagues where you can where they actually do some money, and you just you end up in a league with a bunch of random people. Does he? Do you know if ESPN offers that for nine cat format? Because I'm looking for ways to increase my bankroll quickly, and if it feels like drafting with this window in front of eleven other people, if I'm the one in the room that's like, well, this is nuts. Uh, yeah. I feel like you have to be able to clean up on draft day because people are being fed bad information. Yeah, I mean, look, in, in that in that family league, I I was in the league for three years. The first two years, I won the league. And and both of those years, I believe I had Kevin Durant, who was injured in fantasy playoffs. I still won. <laughs> Last year, I finally didn't win, but my top two picks were Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday. You know, so <laughs> I lost my top two guys before the finals, so oh. I wasn't able to win it again. Yeah, that's... but yeah, ESP, ESPN really gives gives you an advantage if you have. I mean, any other any other ranking, definitely the hoop balls. But if you had anyone else, I mean, this, this they're just way off. Literally anything at all would get it done. Mitchell Robinson, yeah. can I throw a name out there? What was his ranking yep. before they recently adjusted it? Before they adjusted, Mitchell Robinson was at 106. There it is. I need to give a round of applause to ESPN on that one. 106. This is a guy that's going in the second or third round in most regular drafts. And he was an eighth, ninth rounder on ESPN. I know they adjusted yep. him up a little bit. He's still low. If you if you were drafting on ESPN a week ago, I mean, it did some I mean, there were injured players still on the list. So I you I have to be in a league with people who just aren't paying attention, but these guys, some of these guys are just way too low. Yeah, but like um yeah, man, sorry, I just I I can't people are going to be influenced by this the, these rankings are all over the map and, and and clearly they're going by totals too because right we're talking about 
You know, Kawhi being down at 33 on these rankings, they don't expect him to play. Paul George, 24. Um, but then there's a lot that's going into this. I mean, this is this is a points league heavy list. It's an uh, it's a totals list, which they've made their hard calls on which guys are missing games and which guys are playing games. And so when you push that into one bucket, this is the this is the weirdness that you get. Um, Hank, let's do uh, let's do two more interesting ones for today. So who's who's next on your list? Because I have like twenty five guys that I see, but I again I, I I have to stop myself from stepping on toes. So I apologize. Who's next for you? That's okay. Um, another name I see, which uh, one guy who I mean they moved them up was Otto Porter. Um, he was at eighty two. They moved him up to forty seven. Uh, he was injured last year, but if he's healthy. He's a guy that I'm always promoting. So, uh, if I mean, Porto's healthy. I think he'll be a top 25 guy next year. And I think he's going to be scoring a lot more than he has in the past. So, he's got upside for even more. Um, but if but he's got to be healthy. So, let's see what happens with him. And then, who else do we have here? Wow. This um, my My hair is... Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I'm, lo- I'm, I'm freaking out over here. There's a lot. There's a lot of stuff. DeAndre Jordan is high. Where's he at? Forty. Oh my God. You know he was he was around yeah he was around seventy last year. He's probably gonna have less opportunity this year. I don't I don't see I don't see how that works oh, out. Wow. So so what do you do then? Let's turn this over. Uh, I'm gonna switch gears from this is completely nuts to how do you exploit this right? Because everything that we're looking at here is an opportunity for us to try to make headway. How do you rebuild it do you do you rebuild your ranks in the espn draft window do you go off a a handheld pen and paper so what's what's your move to basically create a scenario where the draft window doesn't impact your brain at all so one and i would recommend you don't do it is rebuild the espn draft window i've done that in the past however what happened was once i was in the draft is i lost track of what espn's pre-rankings were so I wasn't able to take advantage as much. Um, so don't do that uh, because you want to know who ESPN has underrated and who they've overrated. And you bring your own list, paper list, and you see exactly where you've got your guys and you highlight them beforehand. You do the analysis beforehand. You go in there. You've got your paper. You highlight the names. You know who's on ESPN ranked around 120 that you should be drafting in the top 50. And if you're in a snake draft, it's easy. It's easy. It's it's candy from a baby easy okay because you'll be at 50 nobody you know they'll, they'll scroll down a little bit with their mouse they're not scrolling down 70 names you know you know that the guy that's at 120 you could get him easy at 75 the guy who's at 150 you get him easy at 80 you know i mean these these players who are underrated on espn on a on a snake is very simple you know exactly where they're where they are you know that they may go five spots higher maybe 10 spots higher um then you got to know the players in your league. If there's players in your league that you know are using other rankings, be careful. And you'll see them. You'll see those guys because you'll see that they draft one of the ESPN pre-ranks to 70 in the second round. You know, if they grab Mitchell Robinson, then you know that they're not paying attention to ESPN's rankings. Right. So you can identify who those players are actually pretty easily with the ESPN draft. Um, and then if you're in auction format, uh, that's a little bit trickier because the good players – if you know they, they you'll, you'll probably still be in a good spot because they'll have that auction value attached to them that looks low or looks high. But um, if it's a good player that ESPN has 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 buried, then save them. Don't bring them up early. Just make sure you have money to use them later on. Because if you bring them up sooner, somebody may realize what's going on, and once the bidding war starts, that may influence people as well. So uh, for auctions, save them for later. For snake drafts, you can just target them. You know, maybe 20, 30 spots ahead of where they're ranked pick them up and and you know it's easy but Beautiful. do not do not edit the, the pre-draft rankings because you want to be able to see that while you're drafting well said man well said hank uh that's fantastic thank you so much for coming on uh with this on, on this side of the fence here at hoop ball that was great my pleasure I, I hope to do more of it uh, i enjoy it and um hopefully you know some people learned a couple things uh, i certainly did looking at this damn list too uh at hank Aaron i hope 26. i just hope we don't give you a high blood 
pressure this <laughs> list this time. I've got it already. Actually, you've got me over here like thinking, God, I got to move all my leagues over to ESPN to get everybody. Because Yahoo. Hey, hey, do it. Do it. Do it. It's really good. I just can't stand their user interface. It's really overwhelming how bad it is at times. Um, but boy, I mean, I think I should probably get over that issue to, to win a whole bunch of money and not have to do anything. Well, Try, try to try to push it the way that I mean I, I wasn't the one that came up with this in our league we genuinely just use ESPN for the draft tell them that hey you can pause more and whatever I don't know if you have that issue in your draft where people make the pause but yeah we try not to let um, that happen um hey everybody yeah. follow Hank on Twitter at Hank Aaron 26 h-a-n-k-a-a-r-o-n 26 is the number let's it's let, let's turn you into a Twitter thing because you've been uh all gonna, right we're going to make you a social media star. That's the new move here on Fantasy Hit me NBA up. Day. Hit me up on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, bug him. Bug him all day. Hey, congratulations on the kid again. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Okay. So, you know, we're 50-some-odd minutes into the podcast, which doesn't leave us a, a whopping amount of time to expand on anything. But what I'd like to do here uh, towards the end of the show, we're not all the way at the end, by the way, so don't run away yet. We still have a coupon to give out. I uh, still have some other stuff that I, uh, you know, my end of the show asks of you guys. Those are still mixed in here. Um, Hank put together, for my benefit, the top 125 and the ESPN draft window. So here's how we're going to attack this. And we're going to do it similarly to how we've done the, the Yahoo window in the past, which is go through them step by step. But I want to move a little bit quicker because I think... More of you use Yahoo than ESPN, so I don't want to chew up you know half a week of podcasts just going through the ESPN ESPN rankings. Uh, but I'd like to try to do something related to that. So we're going to go a little bit on the quick side. We're going to knock out the top however many today at the end of this show. We'll continue that tomorrow, and at the very longest. We'll continue to talk ESPN stuff on Monday, but I want to get into some more real draft results starting in the early to middle parts of next week because now we're getting to the point where the, this is the way stuff is going to look when our drafts are actually happening. I mean, we're there. It's upon us. It's October 10th. The season starts in 12 days. So here's what's left on the docket for today. Uh, top 10 to 20-ish of this ESPN scale, probably not 20, That that feels like, that's biting off a lot here at the end of the program. Uh, I've got a coupon code to give out to you guys. I have a request to please go rate and review the podcast. I will give an explanation as to how you can get that done. And obviously, uh, we'll point you back towards Hoopball a little bit towards the end of the program. Again, I am at Dan Bespris on Twitter. Strongly suggest you give me a follow there. I'd love to continue the conversation post-show. But here's the thing. Here's the top 10 on ESPN. Giannis, Cat, AD... Okay, you guys are running along with me there. Jokic, who you heard us talk about uh, with Hank, is four. Harden is five. James Harden is number five. LeBron, six. Yeah. Steph Curry, Andre Drummond, Ben Simmons, and Pascal Siakam. This is a, as, as discussed with Hank, this is a set of rankings and this is how it's going to look in the draft window. I thought Hank made a really good point in our discussion. Don't move those names around. You want to see what everybody else is looking at. This is what all of you are looking at if you're drafting on ESPN right now. It doesn't matter what format you're in. It pops up the same way. These are just results from a host of different things. And, of course, they are heavily weighted by points leagues. So if you're in a nine-category league at ESPN... Fine, if you're in a points league, yeah, maybe these numbers make a little bit more sense. But if you're in a nine-cat league and you know that the other people in your league are looking at completely bananas rankings, that puts you in the catbird seat. Because in nine-cat, there's simply no reason why Harden and Steph should not be in the top five. That's an easy discussion. Jokic, fine, he's like the next tier down, but LeBron James? I mean, we're talking about a very high 67% free throw shooter. He is not a top six, nine category player. It doesn't matter how kind, what kind of a year he has unless his free throws magically go back to 80%. Ain't happening. Andre Drummond at number eight is less insane than it sounds, but obviously the, the poor free throw percent not being a factor in a points league, that's why he's up there. Same deal with Ben Simmons. 
But it's pretty obvious with those guys, right? Like with LeBron, giant bump because of free throws. Same deal for Drummond. Same deal for Simmons. The lack of three-pointers for those guys doesn't hurt you really in a points league because whatever scoring they're doing is the scoring you get. Their big defensive numbers is an extra boost there. I mean, that's an obvious thing. Number 10 is an interesting one. That's Pascal Siakam, who you can't really make that same logical argument on. Siakam last year, after getting off to a blazing hot start, finished at number 42 on a per-game basis in 9-cat, and obviously higher than that because he played in 80 games last year. So uh, 42 per game, 25 totals. You play in 80 games, you're going you're gonna to see a little bit of a bump over where you were because anyone in front of you that didn't play 80 games is going to fall behind you. 17-7 and seven last year for Siakam. Only one and a half combined steals and blocks. 55% from the field, 79 at the free throw line, low turnovers. He actually profiles far more as a nine-category guy than a points league guy. Points league's guy, usually you see, you know, if you're looking at the, the p-values for a lot of those weird categories like the ones I love the most, turnovers, free throws, field goal percent, stuff like that, you're usually going to see a red marker in those, and Siakam doesn't have that. So this is ESPN just getting hyper-ultra-mega-aggressive with a guy they think is going to see a giant bump. And by the way, let me add, that's crazy. They had him ranked 39 before they did their update, which is a little bit less insane, but then, you know, that's too low. But 10? That's ahead of Bradley Beal. That's ahead of Damian Lillard. That's ahead of Nikola Vucevic. That's ahead of Russell Westbrook. And again, this is heavily weighted by points league numbers. These are crazy. So you should be able to badly exploit some of these things. And with Siakam, I mean, that's the type of thing you'd expect if this was more heavily weighted by 9-cat, meaning he gets a bump. I don't think he's getting to number 10 anyway, but that's that's the only format where you could see that coming into play because he's a not-that-high turnover, does-a-lot-of-other-stuff kind of guy. So maybe, you know, you'll see the points, you'll see the rebounds, you'll see the threes increase. I think you see the field goal percent come down. I don't know what happens with his free throw percent. Steals and blocks, those probably don't change all that much unless, you know, how he plays changes, which doesn't seem highly likely. 10 is nuts. The next 10, as we run roll past the one minute or the one hour mark, Rudy Gobert, fine. Again, free throw percent being wiped out obviously has a big impact. Bradley Beal at 12, Joel Embiid at 13, and that's, of course, you know, he's getting the knock because they don't think he's going to play all season. But then you might ask yourself, where's Kawhi Leonard? He's down at 33. So, yeah. Uh, Damian Lillard at 14. Vooch at 15. DeAndre Ayton at 16. These are starting to make a little bit more sense, although Lillard is pretty low there at 14. Russell Westbrook at 17, which you would have thought he would have been way overdrafted on ESPN. So maybe if you're in a points league, by the way, he's a guy that's an actual value if you're looking at these numbers. John Collins at 18. Woof, that's high. I mean, I like John Collins as much as the next guy, but good gravy. And he doesn't have any real percentage issues either. So this is just very aggressive. Julius Randle at 19. This is, uh, this is nuts. This is nuts no matter what format. you In a points league format, there's no reason to take him at 19. I know that he's all popcorn stats. I get it. Like, there's, it makes a lot of sense why he's higher in this format. But, guys, he was number 79 in 9-cat last year. And, you know, it's 2.8 turnovers, which is not good. And the 73% free throw shooting is not good. You can go to a lot of websites where you can play around with punt formats. If you turn off turnovers and free throw percent... Julius Randle moves up to number 38. So that's a big leap, but it's still not 19. And if you're in a points format, you're probably turning off field goal percent too, which actually knocks him back down to 51. So someone over at ESPN is a big-time Julius Randle guy, and they think he's going to be putting up more than uh, 21, 9, and 3 in the counting, the the big popcorny numbers. And I, I mean, if that's the case, it's possible, but it doesn't seem like it's going to be by much. 
And then finally, number 20 is LaMarcus Aldridge, which also boggles my mind because he's not at all built for points leagues either. These, like, a lot of what you see in these ESPN rankings can be explained away with percentages not being a big issue. LaMarcus Aldridge is exclusively a nine-category guy. If you take away all three percentages, or the two percentages and turnovers, excuse me, LaMarcus falls to 53 last year. I guess they think he's going to be playing in every ball game. This has to be sort of a durability thing. He's low turnover, so that should actually bump him down in these rankings, the way that things generally go on ESPN. But here he is at number 20. Mind-boggling stuff. Mind-boggling. Uh, we'll put a pin in this thing at 20. We'll try to rip through another 40 or 50 tomorrow. That way we can get almost through the point where we'd like to. I uh, want to remind everybody to please, if you're enjoying all these podcasts leading up towards NBA opening night, drop a five-star review, whatever service you listen to this podcast through. If there's a way to review it, please do give us a nice one. Obviously, iTunes is the big one. And if you need to figure out how to do that from your mobile device, I can tell you very quickly, you open the podcast app, which you should have if you're running an Apple device, and click the search button on the bottom right corner of the impending screen that opens up. In the search window, search for Fantasy NBA, and the show should come up. It should be the first result, Fantasy NBA Today. Click on that. That'll do the search for you. Once you get to the results, click on our brand new sweet logo, which thank you so much to, and I can't see your Twitter handle on the podcast, uh, but thank you so much to our good buddy that just designed this. Joe, you're the best. Click on the show title, not one of the episodes, the actual show. It's the bigger logo, kind of middle left, top left-ish. And drop a review on it. I'll love you forever. You scroll down to the bottom. That's how you do it. You can scroll down, drop a review. Five stars would be my favorite if that's what you got in you. And uh, that continues to push us up the chart. So thank you so much for that. Again, check out hoop-ball.com. Click on the premium tab if you'd like to get the Brewski 150. Get it in the draft guide. It's all together for $19.99 right now. And you can use the coupon code from today's show, Hank. H-A-N-K is the coupon code. You waited all the way to the end, but you got it. You made it, guys. I knew you could do it if you just hung on long enough. The coupon code is Hank. It's for $3 off anything at hoop-ball.com. I strongly suggest if you're going to get something, just might as well save 3 bucks. It's foolish not to. Hank, H-A-N-K is the coupon code. Use that right now. Once again, big thank you to Hank Aaron and Coach for popping on today's show. More from the ESPN rankings on tomorrow's program. We'll try to get an update from the ground floor here on what's going on in Mock Draft City, and that'll get us through to the weekend. Cool guests coming up next week as well. We believe we'll be talking to Dr. A, one of the real founders of fantasy analysis over at Roto World. Uh, Muhammad Lilla coming on the show, and you guys might remember him from a couple years ago, reporter literally on the front lines in war zones drafting fantasy <laughs> at the same time. He's uh, no longer in a war zone, so that'll be fun. He's got an expert league going. We can talk to him about that. That's coming up next week. Um, some of our regulars, of course, Neil and I will be talking sports betting. Brandon Marcus will be digging in on stuff as well. A lot of fun stuff here as we roll towards opening night, 12 days away. Have a lovely Thursday, everyone. Long show again, but we got a lot to talk about these days. One more this week. We'll talk to you then. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.